do two things at once. And now <laughs> you told me don't go live because you were talking some shit. So now we're live. For yeah, so we're live. Yeah, now we're live. Hey, hey, Forrest Griffin. Welcome to Menace and the Man. It's great to be here, guys. Thank you, thank you. What's happening, man? Forrest, it's me. That is what's going on, buddy. Would you like in in? Out of all the Puerto Ricans you know, where would you say I stack? Of the what? Of all the Puerto Ricans you know, where do I stack? Like, oh. am I, like, number two, number three? I mean, you know, I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but I don't know that many Puerto Ricans. <laughs> I, I don't even mean to sound crazy, but, like, if I was a big baseball fan, you'd, you'd probably be pretty low on the list. But I don't follow <laughs> baseball at all. I only follow fighting and wrestling. So you're pretty yeah. high on the list, man. All right, I'm with it. Hey, so first, <laughs> so the medicine it's good man boxing, show, it's good Puerto Rican boxing, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. So the medicine man show is the man show of MMA. So we encourage cool. you. So to I'm, do... I'm gonna get fired after this. Awesome. Oh, no, hey, That's... no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all good. It's all good. All right. We've all had we've had Dana on the show. Dana had a good time. Yes, boss man's been on the show. You know. If he's dunked, then you know it's all good. Yeah, and he'll so, he'll be encouraged making fun of one another. You're at work though, right? You can't have a beer. Not a beer. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I can. I work up the UFC, so I I guess I could. I was you're actually trying to get. Huh? You're there all the time. Yeah, you know, it's like work. It just sneaks up on you. And I actually spend, I would say, most of my waking hours either here or doing something UFC related. Now, Which is pretty awesome because you fucking created the place pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I let me put it this way. I hired the people that created the place. <laughs> well, I, mean, I wouldn't say you, I wouldn't say went, I so much created the place, but I, went, I was there. Yeah, you went all over the world and said, I like this. I like yep, that. Yep, yep. I like you. Hey, I talked to this guy. This guy's smart as hell. I, we, we need that guy. Like, get that yeah. guy. Her, she, she knows what's up. Get, get her in. And yeah. I feel like one day they were like, Forrest, you're just gonna like hang out here a little bit, and then all of a sudden you were probably like, wait, I have a job. This feels like work now. Well, that I mean that's that's how you know that's how my whole like the little story you may have heard. I mean, I just start showing up to meetings, and you just keep showing up, and people like start. <laughs> giving you stuff to do like it, it was kind of an honorary job you know hey Forrest we'll reach out we want you to do you know you're a community service ambassador you know go volunteer do, you, do your stuff do it in the UFC chair take a picture that's how my job started you know because I was community outreach because I've you know done a lot of cool stuff in the community before and then and then you know I just kept showing up to meetings and if, you know and then I screwed myself because if you keep showing up then they then they Notice if you don't show up. They're like, where the hell is that guy? Where would he go? So Stan, where, so Stan, with that being said, where are you going to start showing up now? Uh, maybe I'll just wait outside for Forrest to open the gate at the UFC, and then I'll just wander in. What the fuck is this guy doing here? I've seen him with Bermudas. What is he doing here? This guy, yeah, exactly, right? And then I'll get a sandwich from the PI, and I'll just sneak into a meeting, sit down, eat my sandwich. They'll be like, anybody got anything to say? And I'll just say something. And then I'll be like, no, yeah. Thing you know. So real next quick. Thing you know, you'd be hired. Four of the fighters, the meals are free. Are they free for you? No, no. What? Sorry. What? I agree. I got my I got my free. I'm retired. I got I got my free. I you know. I'm good. I'll be all right. 
<clears throat> I got seven bucks a day. I'm cool. Wow, that's oh, surprising. I mean, they're a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually subsidized, so it's like at cost food for employees. Yeah. Are so, you Stan, So one thing you don't know, so like you you go in there, you're thinking it looks like just your, you know, it looks like a, a high end kind of cafeteria. You're like, like you want a grilled chicken sandwich? You're like. Yeah, sure. So you're thinking just some plain James. Like, this guy is marinated. He's got, like, lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude's a goddamn G back there. Yeah, yeah. You have a culinary <laughs> chef behind, like, a cafeteria bar. Uh, yeah. Well, the the head chef, Justin, used to be, like, one of the uh, chefs at Nobu, you know, when there was the Nobu. Yeah. Did you ever hear the story? So, uh, Lawrence, you know, not Lawrence, I'm sorry, Lorenzo Fertitta basically hired the guy to be his personal chef. And then when they moved here, that guy became the, the head chef, you know, like the VP of, uh, you know, food services. So he was basically like, you know, a real good chef. And when you're a billionaire, you just walk in the kitchen and say, hey, who cooked this? You, you're going to come work for me now. I'm hiring yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. He's another guest that we want to get on. Menace hasn't shot that shot yet, Lorenzo. Yeah, I that's, yeah, a rough we, one. That's a rough. Me, me and LaFleur call him Zo. We think yeah. we're that close. We're like, yo, my boy Zo. You know. You know how it is, though, Forrest. You got to just catch the people at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. You got to shoot the shot. Like, you, uh, what, what, we figured this out like, what, 20 hours ago? That was going to be on the next show? Yeah. 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 Well, even, um,. He's messaged you in the past, and you said something along the lines of, "Yeah, I'll come on when." And then we just don't follow through sometimes. So we'll do that. We'll do that often. It was on you. It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Next month. Yeah. Well, here, here, well, you couldn't get any guests, and you were like, "Hey, Forrest, what Mm-mm. you doing?" Mm-mm. Oh, you actually have been high on the list for a while. So here's what happened: is Stan's always because for our show to do well, if Stan hits him up, eh. If yeah. I hit him up, we have a higher potential right, right. for the answer. So yeah. sometimes I get drunk. I'm like, here, Stan, text whoever you want to come on the show. So he was like, okay. And you, you were like, you were at the top of the list. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes. Always been a huge Forrest Griffin fan. Always been awesome a, the personality, awesome. the fighting style, everything. You're a fan favorite. You have to be. There you go. Yeah. That's what I keep telling people. Great looking, charismatic. Yeah. So let's, let's, not, let's not. Now you've gone too far. Now it's not realistic. Now people aren't going to buy it. No. I think that, uh, like, we always talk about it. Like, don't count the looks department. You got the mouthpiece. You got the charm. It goes yeah. far. And it's huge on the mouthpiece. That's something we yeah. talk about here on Menace of well, the Men. I mean, I, I feel you, Stan. With faces like ours, you got to be able to talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like the poor man's Forrest Griffin. <laughs> with. with with much better hair, though. You could grow it. You can grow it if you tried. Oh. So, so Forrest, when did, you, when did you meet your wife? Um, I met her at 2005 at the Hard Rock gym. You might, I don't know if you remember, but like all the fights you in Vegas were at the Hard Rock. For the she was working the front now. desk of the gym. So what? That was your year for the Ultimate Fighter, no? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was shortly after that. Oh, so that was... So, oh, so you're on the high horse. What do you mean? You just won the Ultimate Fighter. Dripping. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, Dripping she, swag. She thought I was, 
I, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. And then I went, it was cooler too, because then I was like, yeah, yeah, And then I just disappeared, went back to Georgia for like a training camp. And then I would show up, Spike TV would fly me out to like, you know, cover a fight or something. So I'd just show up, like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I was like all in a good mood. My life had just turned around. She thought I was this happy go lucky, charismatic dude. Little did she know that was actually the Where's she from originally? What's that? Where's she from originally? She's from Arizona, so like two hours from here. Okay, so you met her in Vegas, though? Yeah, I met her at the Hard Rock Gym back when all the shows were, you know. <clears throat> they used to put us all at the Hard Rock when the Hard Rock was a cool happening place back in the day. And Google was like just taking over. Off, oh, so you can, be like, you can Google me if you want. Yeah, yeah. So that's another great thing. I told her, yeah, no, you know, I was like, not whatever, but I was, yeah, you know, I won this little reality show, whatever, no big deal. I was like, yeah, I got a car coming. It took them like six months to give me the car. I thought I'd <laughs> like, you get, well, so how's that work? I, I thought I'd like, exactly, exactly. How does that work? They were like, yeah, yeah, we got this car, blah, 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 contact this dealership, whatever. And the car was in Atlanta too. And I was like, well, but I'm in Vegas now, need a car here, you know, anyway. Took him like six months to give me the car. I was living on um, Alex Schoenhauer's in an air mattress on his living room floor, training at the Combat Club some and Mark Lehman some. Yeah, I was living a good life. And she met me and she was like, this loser. I'm going to throw all my chips in. Oh, you want a show? <laughs> yeah. With a six-figure salary? Okay. Yeah, you, you won this contract. That's why you're sleeping on a fucking air mattress in somebody's. Literally under a dining room table because the room would get so bright. So I, I put the head of the air mattress under the dining room table and put blankets all over it. Like a, oh, did Google like, save you? Like a fucking kid's fort. I don't know. I don't know. She had, if she got, like, any girl who gets into a guy and hears a few yeah. things, like, if they can look him up on Instagram now or Facebook then, they do that. Yeah. I mean, if she did, she didn't mention it to me. Oh, <laughs> he definitely did. That's why you're still with her. Yeah, there you go. and she lived in Vegas. She definitely heard about that fight, you and Stephen Bonner. Yeah, yeah. But she knew she knew all the fighters just because you were all staying at the um, Hard Rock. Yeah, for all you know, she trapped you, and she was like, "That's the one I want." Oh, maybe no, she was no, playing no. dumb. It, it was I kept because she worked the front desk, so you were always like. And I just kept bugging her. And then I would see her, like, working out after a shift. And I would just bug her. And, you know, I just started picking on her like you do in fifth grade. It works. It always yeah. does. Oh, my God. Uh, works like a works like a charm. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> why my game has never evolved from fifth grade. It's like, why would you quit doing something that's so successful? Yeah. No, but I was, I was talking about today, like, you know, the great thing I have going for me is that, like, women that like me, I'm not like, they only like me because I'm a good husband and family man. So it's like, there's zero, there's nothing there, you know? It's a it's, it's, it's good situation to be. What's that? Forbidden fruit theory? Say it again. Forbidden fruit theory. No, 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 no. But, it, but it's like, oh, yeah, you're a good guy. So it's like, you know, I, I really don't, I just don't have that vibe that, you know, walk around with you. I don't know. Maybe it's the facial hair. I feel like you're going to bring the other type of women out. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, I'm sh hang on. Forrest, I'm pretty sure. 
five six. Women like oh. you know, but guys me- that are over six foot. Menace, yeah. menace has like menace has a six foot two personality. We'll give him that. Exactly. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. He carries himself well. Especially if I've been hammering back. Force, what's you drink beer, right? You're a man's man. Oh yeah, I drink. What's, I drink you, what's your go to though? If you're gonna have a few few drinks. Man, I'm sound like an asshole, but right now I'm I'm in a Modelo phase. So it's UFC beer, right? So is, before, yeah. Well, check this out. Before when it was Bud Light, I, I fucking hate Bud Light, but Stella was in the Bud Light family. So I used to drink Stella, and then when they went to Modelo, I, I now drink Modelo, and I'm trying to get this is no shit. I'm trying to get a tap, a keg and tap. Modelo tap in my office. Who have you? Being, come on, that would be like five. Okay, five, okay. Modelo's force office. Oh my God, have you spoken to anyone I, about it? I would think that thing. No, hey, hey, hang on, yeah, people are bored. Pause right here, Stan. Pause right here. We're gonna clip that. We're gonna tag Modelo. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, that's an infomercial yeah, right there. I think we can do this. I, I think we can do this. Hey, team. You know, it's like. It's like Zappos or Google, you know. They try to make it cool to work around here. There's no reason why people can't have a kegerator in their office. Yeah. Listen. So Stan's been coming over my house. We've been doing. We've been working on my deck. I am way more productive while sipping a few beers back. Well, the work doesn't seem as like it sucks uh, less. It's less uh, tedious. Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh yeah. Obviously, if you're going to train people or train with people, you're not going to knock down drinks, but... No. no. Although... But that's not in your job description, right? Um, no, not really. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty hands-off. But when I was coaching the, uh, like, season three of the Tough Latin American Argentina, uh, wine is the same as water or, or, like, soda when you get lunch. So I would always have like two glasses of wine at lunch <laughs> before the second practice. You know, yeah, for 28 days straight, I did that. It didn't bother me at all. I felt fine. You thought it was soda, though. What's that? You thought it was soda? Or you're just like, ah, no, I just... no, no. I was like, wait, hold on. It comes with a drink. The drink can be water, wine, or soda. I oh, the wine. Yeah. I got the wine. It's like. The wine in Argentina is cheaper or the same price as soda. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. but it's like organic and awesome. No, it's like, a, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's great. It's great the, wine. the wine and the steak in Argentina. I, I had a great time in Argentina. I wasn't I wasn't on Team Bisbing when I was on the Ultimate Fighter, but like yeah. he missed multiple like even like fight announcements and practices. So I can only imagine how many he showed up to under, you know, with a few beers under his belt, right? Yeah. So when I coached the Ultimate Fighter, I didn't think I had to show up. And I, I didn't think I should have to show up if, if I didn't win and my, I wasn't announcing the fight. Like if it was the other team's fight. I didn't want to come. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's too far. Like, I'm oh, just gonna so go- that's probably why Bigsman didn't come. Yeah, I'm just going to go down there. I'm going to drive down there and hear the other guy say who's going to fight. I can hear that tomorrow. <laughs> you uh, know, I would drive down there. Like, if I'm driving down there and I'm going to pick, that's one thing. But, you know. 
Well, that's even like, shoot. remember Bisping or GSP was like, you're a drunk, Michael. You're a drunk. You smell like alcohol. And he was showing up to the press conferences drunk. And then remember even uh, when they were going against each other. And then remember GSP brought that coach in on tough. Oh, yes. Charles, whatever that guy. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite clips ever. Yeah. It's insane. And everyone he's was like, like, he's drunk and he's beating the shit out of us. He's like, and he's like just shin kicking people like right you know, in the in the dang ulna, he's like just like breaking people's forearms. You're like, oh my god, dude, what are you doing? He like, just doesn't care. You can tell he's been kicking trees for five years. Crazy man. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone was training light, and then that guy came in with a buzz on, smoking cigarettes, and was like, no, we're going hard now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh. we're gonna go light. I'm gonna beat you up if you if you match me. Now we're going live. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you go hard, he's going real hard. Like, yeah. Forrest, how many times, like, hey, man, guys, 50%, light moving around, all right, you're going. And some guy's just like, you're like, dude, that's, if that's your 50%, you're the fucking best fighter and the strongest yeah. guy I've ever met in my whole yeah. life. Yeah. So, yeah. and then you were like, but that's not your 50%. Now I got to fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's one of the many problems with sparring. And you know what's funny? That's actually what I spend a lot of my time thinking about problems like that, how to solve that, how to get the most out of sparring, how much time between sparring sessions, exactly how much, um, you know, what what does that partner ratio look like? How can you take the competitiveness out of a practice, you know? So, so like, for me, I'll set it up to where um, you might spar with two different people that are at your same level. So I'll go like a minute or two with this guy, a minute or two with this guy. But then you need to know that the next round, it's going to be you, you know, that has to go with these two people. So don't don't try and crush each other. Work in that technique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like when I would teach at Long Island MMA, I would, you know, I would do some drills where like, all right, one guy's on complete defense. He's yes. only blocking. He's only slipping and dipping and moving. The other guy's on offense. Just, and you're just trying to – don't march him down. Actually fight him like it's a real fight, right? Yeah. And, and I was like, remember, it's going to switch. Yes. So if you're a douchebag and you're pounding this guy, it's going to go the opposite direction. And if I feel like you're being a douche and you're a better fighter, I'm going to come up and blast you just so you know that. So yeah. it that in the back of their heads too. Um, but over the years, I just found certain guys that I could – like Aljamain Sterling, me and him could like move light with four yeah. ounce gloves, like live yeah. sparring, but very light touches, live takedowns, the whole nine, check the ego. Chris Wade, same thing. Um, I probably can't say the same for Ryan LaFlair. If I started getting yep. like a little bit of the better of him, like I might start getting like hit harder. Uh, Gregory <laughs> Lesby's the same, similar yeah. ballpark. But, like, no. I just picked my guys who, like, yeah. yo, I know me and you can get a really good work. Yeah. The the other side of that is, and then I had to look at myself a couple of times, if, <clears throat> if you're like, wow, everybody's an asshole, maybe you're the asshole, right? And it's like, ah, I keep getting in fights with all my sparring. Hmm. The common factor here is me. Maybe yeah. maybe I should chill the fuck out. Except that sometimes 
170 pounders are going to touch me up a little bit, you know, and I don't have to try to kick their legs off. Yeah. I remember this is definitely a douchebag mentality, but I remember further in my career, I was like, some of these training partners are disposable. Yeah. They're like, so like, because being able to really hurt somebody is a skill and something that's got to be trained. You know what I mean? So like, trying to hurt Ryan Flair could backfire where now Ryan Flair wants to hurt me. Yeah. But this other guy, Jimmy, who's probably never going to fight professionally, and this is so, fun for him. That's a lot of He's pretty good at defending himself. Mm-hmm. Let me try to fucking drop him. Yeah. 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 The, I mean, that, that's a little bit more like boxing sparring, right? Where you bring in three or four guys, and basically the most skilled guy tries to kill those guys. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you get like two where. We used to have this. I won't name names, but guys that just like are having a bad day and they don't spar that day. That's okay. I never did that. Yeah. I'd be having a bad day and I'd be like, "All right, guess I gotta take my take my medicine." You don't have to. Well, like, the thing realize, is, like, with that being said, Forrest, is some some days when you sh- fight day, you're having a bad day. Yeah, good point. and you gotta yeah, be yeah. able to figure that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a you great know? one, actually. Yeah. So now, Forrest, what exactly is your role? Because I know it's like a vague job title, if you will. Yeah. What are you doing, like on the day to day? I've seen you in a lot of videos, given the tour. I'm yeah, sure. I'm definitely the tour guy. Yeah. Definitely the tour guy. So, <clears throat> all right, like UFC guy comes out here first time. I'll give him the tour, and basically, I just introduce, like, hey, what do you need? What services are you looking for? And and then I get like feedback when they leave or. You know, just just try to set things up. You know, a lot a lot of what we're doing now is trying to make things easy for uh, all the fighters that are going to Yaz Island to fight Island, right? And just being across, like, all right, well, what times should they even eat if these are the fights? What you know, um, what time is the media going to be done? So, and that's the other thing I do is try to you know keep the re- media obligations, the you know the the stuff you have to do to sell a fight limited and specific targeted areas right like how much is is enough and how much is like you know and then what i tell the fighters is look man you want to fight the perfect fight whatever but unless you want to do it for free you got to do all this media nonsense all right it's just part of the game we'll try to make it manageable you know and then you know how how invasive is the process well we're trying to blow up for us so next time when you're like you know ESPN, TMZ, Menace and the Man. You got to slide us yeah. in there. Nonchalant. Yeah. yeah. Well, the it's thing just, is also for us, one, another thing I, you know, because like you, I've been in the process. I get it. So sometimes Stan's like, yo, this guy's fighting this week. Let's hit him up. I'm like, no, yeah. it's not. Like that, we're not going to get that guy's full. But hang on. And on the contrary, like Henry Cejudo, his last fight, he's like, I'll hit you guys up fight week. I'm like, that's what you want to do? Like, yeah, you're like, please do. Okay. Please do. Yeah. I'm cool with it, but I get like the load. Yeah. I love hitting guys up when they have nothing. Yeah, or, you know, the best time coming off a big win. Yes. Tell me about it. Well, yeah, I love talking to guys after a win or when a fight gets announced. And yes, yes. In, yeah. in my defense, I try to not get them fight week. 
I try to get them like the week before fight week. Yeah. When Which is pretty open to. When they're doing a little media run. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's definitely a headache. Uh, like, Forrest, how much weight did you used to cut? I used to cut a good 20-ish, 20. Yeah, so I, I'd be in there for 20 to 30. So that's the thing. Percentage-wise, I didn't actually cut a lot. I would always be like, yeah, I cut 26 pounds, and, you know, I was, I was 235 two weeks ago, whatever. But then, like, looking at the guys now, I this is how dumb I was. I didn't realize that, like, that's fine. You cut nine percent force. That's actually doable. Whereas you be cut like fourteen percent, where they'd be like, "Dude, dude, you can't do, it. you can't yeah. make it." But then again, yeah. I understand that too. So that that's something I'll talk to guys and work with guys with. You know, dude, your arms, are your arms, your arm length and, and leg length. That just matters more than a lot of things, right? Because it's not wrestling, right? So yeah, seventy-eight percent of the time is spent on the feet in some portion. So, you know, the, the reach matters, you know, it, it's important, right? Yeah. When people and ask me, it's weight class fit. You know, you're a thick guy. You must be so strong. But I can build me as a fighter. Yeah. I would probably look like Conor McGregor or fucking like Anderson Silva. Long, yeah. Yeah. like, lanky guy. Yeah. You know? For sure. Tight muscles. So now, Forrest, with your job with the UFC and whatnot, you're in a little bit of, I guess, a sticky situation or something like that. Do you pick fights at all? Or what you do you mean? Like Usman Gilbert Burns. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, yeah. No, I don't really. I, yeah, I don't pick fights. And, you know, I, I act like I do, but then I just say the things you already know. Yeah. You know, about the wrestling, but the jiu-jitsu, will that nullify the wrestling? Like, he's, Bra- know, he's uh, Brazilian. He's Nigerian. <laughs> They're going to fight. Yeah. yeah. Just very obvious things, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I act like I'm picking a fight, but I never tell you anything you don't know. All right. I just always like to. Do you watch yeah. every single fight? Uh, I've seen every fight this year and last year. Yeah. Every UFC fight for sure. Stan, do you see that? Yes. Forrest is blowing up, is what that is. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. People call him. Sorry. Yeah. Are you at work right now, technically? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Well, this is just. I got a call. I got a call in like 28 minutes. Oh, all right. So we got you for another 28 minutes, or you want to? No, no, I'm fine. So I'm at, prepared. So we finally got the the my message went well, I guess, and I said, "Can Aaron Pico come on Zoom?" So I sent yeah. Aaron Pico the Zoom link. If Aaron Pico jumps on, you want to stay on with us? No, no, no. I'll 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 jump. I'll split. You guys are tired of me. I get it. It's cool. No, 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 not real, at all. I, real quick, I love though, the co-host. We love to have. Real quick, how awesome were those last fights? Amazing. That's my fight of the year. And I've looked, I've looked, you know, I was paying attention. I looked at the others. There's some great fights, but, you know, I feel like there was more damage in, in the Poirier hooker fight than in the Rose, uh, I'm sorry, not Rose, uh, Weili Zhang fight. And then I feel like, other than the one shot that knocked Gaethje down, Gaethje kind of was winning that fight too much. It wasn't as competitive. Whereas Hooker won the first two rounds of this fight. Yeah. And then Poirier had to come, like, going into round five, it was still, like, it was two apiece. Yeah, you know? yeah. <clears throat> and it was the, tough, the, the tough way to Lee, uh, Yeah. And, and the oh. way we fight was just, that was super close, too, but. 
Going into the fourth, I didn't know if it was 3-1 Hooker or 2-2 Dustin. I oh, was wow. like, yeah. I saw the stats, and I was like, oh, damn, it was Duffy Dustin, you know? It's so funny, though. That, you know, the judges don't see the stats. Right. You know? And then intuitively, we don't always know the stats. Like, even us. Like, we watch tons of fights. We should know. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is, if you remember the first pay-per-view they did at the Apex, DC was like, where are my stats? Where are my stats? Do you remember that? He was like yeah. calling yeah. on the truck and they were like, oh, we don't have the stats yet. Oh my God. And then, then this last word, two ago, he was like, oh, we got the stats. Thank God. Like, they don't know without looking at the stats. And these are people that call fights professionally, you know? And so, yeah, so you're so involved. Hang on, Stan. Let me, I got, I got to cut you off, Stan. Because oh. you're fatter than me. Anyways, so. Forrest, you're so involved in the fighter preparation, everything, getting them to be at their elite. What are your thoughts on when they're actually competing in terms of, like, who fucking won the fight and how things should be called? Like, should there be, should judges see stats? Should there be more judges? Should there be open scoring? Like, open scoring. 100% open scoring, yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. That Max R fight, the kid that quit on the stool. I think if you show Rob that he's down two rounds, Rob's like, all right, oh, that last round was 10 8. Okay. So I thought Max, that kid could have still won that fight. So I thought it was crazy that he quit. I didn't realize that it was a 10 8 round. And looking back, it could, it is the correct 10 8 round scoring on that second round of that fight. Uh, But I didn't realize that. That only one judge is giving him the first round. I thought he won the first round, and I thought the other team won the second round by a large margin. But well, here, here, wait. I'm sorry to interrupt. Round. Forrest, you're a legend. Do the Irish exit whenever you want to. You know the. Oh, okay. But we want you but to. I still want you to finish exactly what you're saying. And we want you to stick around. I just don't want to leave Pico in there in case he disappears on us. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's. I know. I was just saying, you know, open scoring, it, it, it might stop some of those. Uh, where, where people call for the corners to stop the fight, you know, like Anthony Smith. Yeah, right. that, that, I think Anthony Smith should have. I was like, why didn't his like? There's no way he can win, especially when like he was on the ground. Now that's the thing is, when was the last time you saw a corner throw in the towel? It's like a it's a pride thing for the corner. I feel which uh, yeah, that's which is crazy, which is crazy, like. Trust me, man. If if I'm cornering people, I'm throwing towels at them. Because the thing is, is like, Stan, who are we talking about? I forget who we're talking about. Anthony, it might have been even Anthony. Like, is Anthony their their biggest guy, their only guy? Anthony who? Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, he might be their biggest guy. Which fight were we watching? We were like, dude, this is their only guy. That's why they're like, oh, no, no. Against uh, Amanda Nunes. All right, here. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, Menace. Aaron Pico, welcome to Menace hey, and the Man. What's happening? Sorry, guys. I was I was having some trouble with my stuff, so I didn't know if I was like in or not. But you're nah. straight, Aaron. You're in. Right. You're in. We didn't want to lose you. We're just so right now we're talking to uh, Forrest Griffin about okay. how in the towel, ironically. What's up? Just thrown in the towel, ironically. Just like. Fights that maybe should have been stopped, like where the corner, well, like we're talking about the outcome was determined. The Max, right. the Max Roscoff situation. 
Well, we were talking uh, about how judges' fights should be scored. Should there be more judges? Should there be the scorecard after every round? And then we started getting into talking, throwing in the Open score, out. yeah. Yeah. You know? No, no, I, I hear you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's so many different uh, people's ideas, you know? I don't... I don't know. The, for example, that one fight that that the um, the coach was pushing the guy to fight. You know, I think I, sometimes as a coach, you got to push your, your your fighter a little bit, you know, to to go in there. But I don't know what the right answer is, you know, because everybody's like fine line. You know, if the guy doesn't want to fight, then it's like you don't want him to fight. But then if you have if he's able to win, you know, like if you like push him and then he wins, you're like, oh, thank you for pushing me. So it's kind of like it's like a weird weird yeah, thing. Yeah, but the thing is, is like. All of us are fighters. We've all been there when the, when the goings got tough. And we didn't need anybody else to be like, dude, you need to do this. Like, we're all like, no, like, I'm going to, I'll die here. I don't give a fuck. So for a fighter to be like, I had enough. So, yeah. I'll be like, I- I'll be mad at you later. Like, you're an asshole, but. Yeah. But here's, here's what I would say, guys. I would say. You don't ever want the fighter to get that far where they say mentally, I've had enough. I want to stop. You want to stop it like when that's happening and don't make them say it out loud. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that guy won the first round, no? I thought, yeah. It was 1-1. It was 1-1. But but this second round was kind of... He gassed oh, out yeah. trying to finish the guy. Yeah. Like that wasn't, I don't know. It could have been he was rocked. He had something going on, but I think he was just exhausted. He got yeah. fucked up a little bit that previous round. He was like, I think I, mm-hmm. I don't think I can win this fight. But even for us, like, you know Robert Drysdale very well, right? He's cornered me a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's he, been for years. No, no, no. I, if, I've been in situations like that. That's how I want to. I don't want you to cuss at me and tell me to get my gear ass off the school. I want. I want you to be like, "Hey, man, you got this. You're okay. Calm down. Let's. Here's what we're gonna do. That's exactly what I like want. There was this. nothing I would change. Yeah. But I, I like that. When, yeah. I hate when coaches like yell at a guy like, "Get off doing this!" Like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't do good in that situation either. I can't like when people like. Some are like you're you're already like self motivated. You just want somebody just for me to just calm me down. You know that's what I need. That's what I need. You know, just well, Aaron. It's not like you're not trying your hardest. You know, it's like yeah, (laughs) I'm obviously doing the best I can, moron. I'm in here. (laughs) Tell me how to do it a little better. Give me some technical advice. Quit yelling at me. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, or maybe a little bit of a cheerleader, but like, hey, you're doing good. You know, you're all right. That's good. That's good. You got this. This was like, even even like highlight something you did well. What I don't want is the, is the coach that like, get your ass out of like, uh, Yeah. I'm going to yeah. give a quick shout out. Like, so I used to work with Keith Trimble and like, he he was always like kind of bully and be mean to me in the gym. So when he was nice to me at the fight, it was just like. Whatever you want, but he also isn't a bullshit artist. He would give it to you straight, like yo, A, B, and C. So like when he would come to court, he talked to me in a very like calm voice. All right, stick with this, stick with. And if it was if we was on the ground and that was his forte, he would send him my jujitsu coach. You know, what did he yell that time? You threw the spinning back kick. What the fuck you doing? We've never worked that. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? 
Aaron, have you ever gotten any particularly like bad corner advice? Like where you're just like, what are you talking about? Because no, thank thank God I haven't. I haven't. You know, I've only honestly I've only been to the second round like two times. So I've only all my fights like like even even like um my corners. Thank thankfully I haven't had like something where I was like, what the hell are you? You know what I mean? Usually I'm I trust what they you know they say so but I'm sure may I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the fight game for a long time but I'm sure yeah. I'm gonna have something where I'm like ah, I don't know you know so but I haven't gotten so, there yet so you guys I, I, are gonna I, love this story go ahead finish story go, finish no story. I've been watching all the fights at the apex and I don't even mean between rounds I mean like you can hear corners sometimes yell things out that are wrong like yeah. just yell out bad advice and be like. No, nah, that's not a good idea. I say this because I, I watched the video of me cornering Matt Brown on the show, and I'm yelling out, ah, just let him up, let him up. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Guys, no. No, don't let him up. Well, Get down on top of him, win the fight. Like, why would you just let a guy up and fight you again? You already got him down once. Let him up's horrible advice. And then the, the jiu-jitsu coach is like, no, no, no. Just control his ankles. Get on top of him. I'm like, yeah, that's actually what you should do. I should shut up. So, but you like uh, in the moment, yeah. You're obviously very influential to him. So like, like, yeah. get, like you maybe was like, he's behind me. Like, yeah, send oh, it. I, you know, like knock him out. You know, you but like, I like my jujitsu coach knows a lot about jujitsu, not as much as about wrestling that, as I do. So I'll say wrestling things, and he'll just start yelling, put on me out for, if it's a wrestling aspect, you know. But real yeah. quick for everybody in here, I think you guys will love this. So. I was already in the UFC. Aaron Pico was a junior in high school wrestling Russia's like number one guy, right? So I'm sitting there with my like uh, college at, at in Albany. Aaron, do you remember that? Uh, I remember, yeah, for sure I do. So I'm sitting, I'm like, this kid's like essentially a boy, and he just toyed this fucking dude from Russia. Who's like number one, right? So me and my my uh, college wrestling coach, he was there. We start bullshitting, you know. He's like, I think, he, like you know, he's like, he's actually like, like uh, a boxer too. I think he's like a Golden Gloves like champion. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I, th- I think he was getting the MMA as a wrestling. I was like, what? Like, no chance do I want to fight that guy. He like, cause the only way in my head how I could win. MMA matches is like with my wrestling. So how do I beat a better wrestler who can, who's probably a better boxer too? So then when I saw you were getting in the MMA and you were the Bellmore or uh, Bellator, I was like, "That's good." <laughs> now I remember that was a good match. I, I was, um, yeah, I was like USA versus Russia in uh, Albany. That was that was a good good match for me for sure against a good a high level guy for sure. Amiv. What? Real quick, why did you get into MMA versus wrestling? I've always liked MMA. For, like, I started boxing, like, when I was, like, 10, and I did that for, like, two years just straight. I originally just wanted to go into straight boxing. I was like, I love wrestling, but I love boxing more, a little more. But then I met my coach, Valentin, like, and I started traveling the world and stuff like that. And, and I was like, I've done some pancreation things and stuff, but I was like, I got to give MMA a try. And then as soon as I, st- I started doing it, I just, I just fell in love with it. So 
Yeah, I, I, I like wrestling. I, I love wrestling, actually. I, I don't like it. I love it. It's who I am, and it's made me. But I, I have a very, very deep passion for fighting, too. So, And you can make money. You can make money fighting. You know? And I I, uh, I want to make money, you know? I want to be yeah. – I like things like that and that requires you to make money you know so um yeah that's the reason why i got into it for sure like force have you ever seen this this guy wrestle yeah 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 i have so it's... yeah Dwayne zinkin told me about this kid years ago i was like hey you gotta check this kid out and i was like oh, okay but you know Dwayne's like you, any good wrestler he's just got a hard on for <laughs> he's always like this guy is amazing <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because, like, I remember, like, you know, I've seen really good wrestlers at a young age, but they're, like, totally shredded, muscles popping out. I was like, Aaron doesn't, like, I mean, he's he's definitely jacked, but he's not, like, shredded. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm watching him, like, take people down. Like, it looks almost effortless. Like, is, this, is he paying people out? I don't get it. Like, when for me, when I take some down, you see, like, just look at my fights, like, my face of you fucking, you know, gripping like, popping out of your head. Yeah, veins are popping out. He's like, Whoop. I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's technique. Yeah, I, I love wrestling. Like, I I can obviously still compete if I wanted to, but MMA man is just a, it's a different beast that I'm trying to you know I, I'm I love and I'm figuring out. It's way different. It's not wrestling. It's not boxing. It's not jujitsu. Fucking fight! Oh, it's like, is there somebody or something that you're like? Let me just go grab a gold medal quick, and then I'll hop to this fighting thing. Um, honestly, like I always think about going like wrestle for the Olympics or things like that because I could wrestle for like I could wrestle for the United States or I could wrestle for Mexico because actually I'm a dual citizen in both. So I'm always like, man, I can I can do I can wrestle, but. I'm loving fighting right now. I really, really am. I'm loving the the journey that I'm that I'm on right now, and and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm progressing every day, and it's just like it's honestly really, really addicting for me. I really, I you love like all hurting people. people. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I do, it's but fine. I just love I love everything about it. I love being a martial artist. I really, really, truly do like grappling, kickboxing. It's just it's never gets never gets boring. There's always something. To work on but no make no mistake i always think about going like you know jumping in a tournament or wrestling because i honestly i've gotten i've gotten a lot better like when i was wrestling these guys you know olympic trials and stuff i was like 18 years old 18 19 you know i was still like i was still a boy and i've come some like just mentally physically i i've come a long way since there so i know i definitely do hang on you were you were mentally a man. You were wrestling men from Russia, that yeah. is the best country, and beating them. I don't get how like how's yeah. your mind tick then? Like, ah, this is another man. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, he's competed his whole life. Yeah, just competed. Oh, that's that's the biggest thing too. Like, I think with MMA is like sometimes people like. Oh, it's, it obviously is a fight, but I've competed my whole life. I just got to just, you know, just relax and just as a competition rather than like, ah, oh, it's a fight. I got to go in there, just compete, be smart. That's something that I've really had to grow as a fighter before. Like in my earlier fights, I've gotten in trouble because of it. Like, oh, I'm like, it's a fight. But now, like, I'm like really, really approaching it differently. Like, of course, I'm not going to lose that that killer instinct where I'm going to freaking elbow your face in. But I'm also going to be like, OK, I'm going to be smart, do what I need to do and uh, 
go out there and compete. I mean, I started wrestling when I was four years old. I've, I've competed all my life, so I got to just, yeah. you know, be heard and, and, uh, that's you know one thing in wrestling. Just go out there and compete. That's what that's what my coaches always told me. Just go out there and compete and have fun. It sounds like exactly. it sounds like it's people say it all the time, but you really have to literally just go out there and compete and and have fun, or else you're gonna you're gonna go crazy. Like that's, Forrest, when did you start wrestling? A little bit MMA never, or never. yeah. After I started, like when I realized that um, I was getting beat up from the guard, I was there. I should probably learn how to wrestle. But but Randy always used to say compete, Randy Couture. And that was something I got from him. And he wasn't like nervous, like a fight nervous because he was competing. And you talk to him, he's like, yeah, I've been competing at something my whole life. You know, this is just that I'm just competing. And then you, I can tell you're a sick puppy. You, you want to hurt people. I think what Aaron is more like me, where I was addicted to getting 1% better at fighting every day. Like every day it was like a puzzle. And I just want to get just like that sense of purpose. Like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to get my left underhook as good as my right underhook and, and, and be able to hit the, the knee tap from both sides. You know, it, for yeah. me, it was it was like that constant, like building and progression. Like, and even when I sucked and I got beat every day, it was OK for me because I got beat a little less than I did the day before. So it's just that sense of progression towards something. And that's that's when I kind of fell in love with it. And I think that's what, what Aaron's talking about with MMA is like you get a little, okay, all right, and now I can do this, and now I can do this. And that's that's the best part of it, right? No, I, I, you're exactly right. Like yesterday I was just watching like – I watch fights like constantly now. Like I'm like – after my losses and things, I've gotten like so obsessed with fighting. Like I want to get better at this, this, and that. Like last night I was watching – I watched the Volkanovski versus Holloway fight, and I was like, just so impressed how just Volkanovski leg kicks, especially the leg, the inside leg kick, you know. And I was just like, man, okay, today in sparring, that's what I'm working on: my jab, leg inside, uh, inside leg kick, outside leg kick, but like setting it up the right way. And it's just like, just thinking, 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 like, man, that's what I want to do today. And and you hit, and you're exactly right. It's like MMA; you just want to get just a little bit better at this, a little bit better at passing the guard from you know a certain position or like doing this so it's honestly really really addicting for me it really really is so it's a puzzle aaron, puzzle aaron i had a couple beers i don't mean to toot my own horn but no, you're, you're good I come on up here to new york i'll show you a few takedowns awesome <laughs> strikes it just so happens i have i don't know how the most takedowns in the featherweight division I would love, honestly, I would love to come. But uh, that, that, uh, Elkins needs to retire soon for it to stay that way. Right. Yeah. Or, or have like his last fight where the guy just pieced him up and didn't get taken down. He could have a few of those. Yeah. Well, how many more does that man have before like, I think, his brain quits on him? Yeah. I think you have him by like six right now or seven. I probably got three. He's got probably two more fights before he passes me. Yeah, but no, we thought that, and then his last two fights, he hasn't gotten really any takedowns. Oh, good. Yeah, people are people are going at you. Might be sliding in people's DMs like, "Yo, don't get taken down." Yeah. <laughs> let me let me tell you the Elkins' the secret to beating Elkins' is takedown. What I want you to do is you're gonna bring that knee up right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to come to New York though and get some training in with you for sure. For sure. Oh, I'd love you can sleep, dude. We have a sleepover. I got an extra room and everything. I, when I'm in New York, what part? What where do you live at in New Long York? Long Island. So it'd be me, oh. you, Chris Wade, Greg Gillespie. 
Yeah, for sure. Gillespie can wrestle too. Who now, can? Forrest, does Gregor recover off that knockout? Yeah, shit happens. I think so, too. For sure. That for means, sure. Yeah. But you've seen fighters where they get knocked out like that and they change completely. Yeah, no. I. That was just the one, right? And he's never been shinny before. No, he's taken that support. That was a shot that would knock anybody out, though. You know, it's like, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. And then Kevin Lee is a huge 55er. So huge, in fact, he can't make 55. You know? So he it, made, you know. Did he miss weight for that fight? No, I don't, he didn't miss weight for that fight. He made weight for that fight. But, I mean, he just always struggles to make 55. And, you know, he, he's one of those guys that's like, can I get a 65 in here? Yeah. How far is that away from being a weight class? I don't think it's that close, actually. You got to write the memo for us and just slide it. When they're, yeah, but what are your thoughts on it? When they're in a meeting, they'll just pick up a paper so, and be like, Forrest well, Griffin. My thought is, well, let, let's look at the you know the average size human being. The average in-shape American is somewhere between 55 and 70, right? So if you look at the two deepest brackets, it's 55 and 70, right? Those are the two biggest weights. You would say it's deeper than 45? What's up? You'd say it's deeper than 45? There's more people in 70 and 55 than in 145. Okay. It's a pretty fair amount, too. Those two actually switch off either year on which has the most fighters and fights. Like, Aaron, what do you walk around at? Me? Yeah. What do I? Oh, this morning, I, I can give you exact. This morning, I was 165.4. Okay. Are you fighting yeah. for That's perfect. 45, yeah, I fight, though, right? I fight at 45, yeah. Well, a perfect question that uh, Aaron can answer, coming from a boxing background, the way in boxing they separate the weight classes by 5 pounds, 7 pounds. Yeah. Does UFC need to adapt something like that? No, that's horrible. It's I o- hate that stuff. That's overkill. More super yeah. fights. I can't yeah. keep up with I think that's a lot of weight classes. It's crazy. Yeah. But then you, then you have the old problem where boxers are hiding from each other like three pounds away. And you're like, why don't those guys fight? It's, it's filling this. Uh, well, it's not, like I was saying earlier, it's not really the, the pounds, it's percentages. No, no, no. The percentage body weight. So at 125 to 135, 10 pounds is. Uh, you know, whatever percent, you know, and then we oh, go to 185. Huh? Yeah, it's all percentage based. That's how that's that's like science or some shit. I don't know. But from 205 <laughs> to 265, that's a humongous gap. We, but yep. they're not very deep weight classes. So, nope. what are you going to do? Right. It just it sucks to be Hey, you know, I was a 235 pound dude a lot of times and I would make 205. You know, it sucks, yeah. but you do it. Yeah, yeah. that's like uh, I, I, I don't know. I had my first nine fights at heavyweight, or ten fights at heavyweight. Oh, okay. And what were you weighing? Two thirty. Yeah, but well, back then I was I was having, I started out like two thirty five, and then you do like your camp, and then you're like, oh great, two twenty four, wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I've lost a lot, lost nine pounds. <laughs> you're like nervous. <laughs> well, that's I even. Oh, I keep losing weight. A conversation, a conversation piece right now in MMA is John Jones going up to two hundred five. Yeah, I would love that. Cause, so, 
he's got the other aspect. I mean, to right? he's a rough, he's going from 205 guy. to heavyweight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but he's, um, you know, he's long enough. He's big enough. Yeah, John is a big guy, actually. He's like, exactly. he's, he's big. He's not like, I, his upper body is just huge. When you see him in person, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty big dude. So... When I met him, I felt the same way that Dennis felt about meeting you. I was like, oh, shit, this kid is big. This kid is good. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's actually, yeah, he's honestly pretty big. When you see him in person, you're like, damn. So I think heavyweight would be cool for him. Even I mean, what's... in person, he's got toothpicks for legs. Say that no. again? Even in person, his legs aren't very, no. like, no. thick. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, you know, but that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I mean, what else is there for them to do at two hundred five? You know, I don't know. So now, Aaron, you're in New Mexico now, right? Yeah, I'm in New Mexico now. Why'd you leave AKA? I I was never at AKA. I would just go back and forth and pop in and do some uh, do some training there, but I pretty much stayed back in Southern California. But now I'm in. Albuquerque, which I really, really love out here. So you I were, like to coach. You were at the training lab, right? Yeah, I was at the training lab, but I did a couple camps at the body shop with Antonio McKee and stuff like that up in uh, like Southern California. Yeah, and then I made a switch to to Jackson Wink, which which I think is really, really good for me. So yeah, yes, Alp Ozkilik is a good friend of the show. He was always saying how good Pico was. Who Alp? Oh, Alp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alp is the man. He's a cool guy, for sure. Yeah. Super cool. He's yeah, he's... Uh, I've trained with him a few times. I've trained with him a few times. Yeah. So. So, Aaron, you're yeah. not an awful-looking guy. Huh? You're not an awful-looking guy. No, you know, no, not trying... I'm not hitting on you, whatever, but, like, uh, where are you at? You have a girlfriend? You, you married? What's going on over there? Yeah, no, I have a girlfriend. I, I've been with my girlfriend a long time. How many? How many girlfriends you got? Ah. Uh, one. <laughs> hey, one. this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time for me to jump off. Good luck, Eric. Good luck. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. We'll catch you later, dude. We love to have right, you brother. on. We'll get you on hey, again. Good talk to you guys. You're the man, yeah, Peace, brother. But yes, what's the what's the roster looking like? It's uh down to one right now. 